I'm Pastor Michelle, and I'm so happy to be here worshiping with you, even if we can't physically be together. I really miss you guys. So this is going to be a special children's time, but adults, God is always speaking, so I invite you to listen up too. Today is Palm Sunday, and churches around the entire world are celebrating when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. And so in California, we have a lot of palm trees, and so this is a palm frond. And so when Jesus rode in on a donkey, the people waved this all around in the air. And it was a huge parade and celebration because people had been hearing about this man named Jesus. He was traveling all around Israel. He was loving children. He was helping people. He did amazing miracles. And the buzz about Jesus began to grow and grow and grow. And then Jesus was on his way to the big city, Jerusalem. It was the capital city, and people ran out to meet Jesus. And what they did is if you have a palm branch at home, I invite you to do this with me, but they grabbed the palm branches off the trees and they made a little red carpet for Jesus. So they laid them down so that Jesus, riding on his donkey, he could step on the palm branches. And then they took off their coats, and they laid down their coats as well. So I invite everyone, both adults and kids, what we're going to do is we're going to imagine, what would we, how would we react if Jesus came into town on a donkey? So I want everyone, close your eyes. I'll wait till everyone's eyes are closed. Okay, awesome. So imagine that this man that you heard was the king of kings, that he's coming into your town on a little baby donkey. And imagine what you would do. Would you run to him? Would you try and give him a hug? Would you show him your best dance move? Would you give him a high five? What would you do? Just let that play out in your imagination for a few moments. So now I invite you to open your eyes. So the Bible says, let me get it really quick. That a large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others cut palm branches off the trees and spread them on the road. So we see what the people in God's day did. And not only did they spread these branches on the road, but they cried out to Jesus, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. So raise your hand, kids and adults, if you know what Hosanna means. Awesome, cool, Pastor John's raising his hand. So Hosanna means please save us, God save us. So I don't know about you guys, but in my life right now, things are different. I can't see my friends, I'm at home all day with my parents, and things are just kind of hard. So I found myself a lot of times throughout these past couple of weeks crying out to God, Hosanna, please save me. And I wanna encourage you, kids and adults, that when you're having a hard time, 
Maybe you can't get on your Zoom call, or you can't see your friend, or your brother or sister is really bugging you. You know what? You can cry out to Jesus, Hosanna, please save me. And God will listen to you, and God will save you, and God will help you. Because that's the kind of king that Jesus is. So remember that as we yeah, go forward these next few weeks, that Jesus is a king who will save you and help you. So I invite you to close your eyes, clap your hands, head down, and we're going to pray together. Jesus, we thank you that you are such a good king, a humble king who came on a little donkey. Thank you that you are always loving us and saving us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Michelle. Pastor Michelle, sorry about that. Ooh, I'm going to get in trouble now. That's good. Let me see. Get everything all set up. Okay, I'll try not to make this as complicated as it seems to be right now. I've got my computer. So, uh, welcome. We're glad you're here. We, uh, I have the awesome privilege of being with my friend, Dr. Heather Brown, and uh, our goal is that this morning uh, we'll talk about theology, we'll talk about the Bible, we'll talk about um, psychology, coping skills, things like that, uh, so that you'll leave this week with some tools, hopefully, when you head into tomorrow and your weeks to come um, that will help you either from the Bible or from uh, just really good relational skills. So, Dr. Heather, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Can you just share a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do and how you do it and all that fun stuff? Sure. Um, I am a licensed marriage family therapist. I have been now for 22 years. Um, I'm a mom with two adult kids uh, who are not living at home, so I'm by myself. I'm a widow, um, and I uh, work with marriages, uh, work with individuals, work with teens. Uh, I have an office here at, at Living Spring and I have one at Grace Lutheran as well. And I'm blessed to be able to do that holy work for God and honored and very excited to be back at church. I know. It's, it's so thank weird. you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And oh, and one other thing too I wanted to mention. Um, we are going to have a Good Friday service uh, here uh, and uh, that you can, that'll be on Facebook Live. And then the other thing we're going to do is for Easter, we have an FM transmitter, and so you can actually for Easter drive your car into the parking lot, <laughs> and, uh, and we'll preach and do worship out on the patio. So you have to keep your windows rolled up. I already talked to city officials about it. They're okay with it, but you have to make sure you're safe because that's our, our number one thing. So um, as you engage in Facebook Live, uh, we have two monitors that will be monitoring those, and they will text me. Uh, your questions. So, um, uh, so feel free to ask any question you want, and I think between the two of us, we'll get maybe 70% of it accurate, right? Maybe. <laughs> I'm the 10%, you're the 60%. Leave the rest up to God. <laughs> exactly. So, um, let's just start out with uh, kind of the obvious thing. Families are now uh, together where they wouldn't normally be, mm -hmm. and as you and I t spoke yesterday, one of the things that's really difficult for me is I'm a person that has a routine. I would go to the gym at 8.30 every day. Like, like I had all my people there. I had, uh, you know, I eat the same thing. I do, and that's, that's disrupted now. Mm -hmm. So talk about that. When you talk to your clients, what, 
What are some of the things you share with them about that? And I'm sure that's probably the same. They have the same issues. Um, or sure. maybe I'm just weird. No, I think we all are having struggles with, with this. Um, the biggest thing that, that I share always, but it's really been highlighted right now, is I, um, I think it's very important to, to view change as something positive. Um, change can take us to a new reality. It can take us to a new understanding, um, to a correction. Sometimes it just points out that, no, we really did like going to the gym at that time and we want to get back to it. But change isn't necessarily bad because it's a very, very um, pure time to explore things that you wouldn't normally do. And all innovation, all creativity comes with something beyond what it is. And so with my clients, I'm urging them as much as possible to use this time for that. Because we can't do the things we used to in the way we used to do it what can we now do differently and what can we learn from this and what can we grow from this and hopefully how can we take better care of ourselves and our family in this time doing it a little bit differently as well. Yeah, one of the things I really appreciate about the Bible is uh, it doesn't candy coat things. You know, no. it, 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 there's lots of changes that were happening all throughout scripture. The Apostle Paul talks many times about crummy days he had, being shipwrecked, being beaten with rods and all these different things. And the Bible kind of assumes that as you are a follower of Jesus or you're following God, that um, you will be provided the tools to make it, make it through uh, to do that. And so uh, I appreciate that. John 14, 27 says it this way, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I like that idea of do not give as the world gives because when I find myself anxious, I'm usually trying to solve my problem in a way that Jesus, you know, it, it wouldn't do that. But for somebody who says, you know, they're, they're, they're struggling maybe with some anxiety, uh, you, you, I had heard you in an interview uh, a, a while back talking about that anxiety isn't necessarily bad, that we're, we, always go, we all go through anxiety, mm -hmm. but that it could be an indicator of something else. Can you, can you unpack that a little bit more? Sure. Yeah. We need to have anxiety uh, because anxiety goes back to the fight and flight mode mm -hmm. of life. And, and there are times when we need to fight and there are times we need flight. Right, right now we're hopefully not fighting and we can't flight. So right now it's a little <laughs> can't, different. Can't flight. Can't flight. Only, but, um, but, but yeah, anxiety tells you, it's, it's like, a, it's like your, your car check engine light going on. It tells you, I'm not feeling right, I'm not feeling safe, pay attention. There's something here you need to know that you're not yet aware of. So it's your body letting you know it needs something from you, and it's up to you to then find out what that might be. From the very beginning of it, it needs, it needs attention and then it needs a little bit of soothing. It needs a little bit of slowing down and focusing in instead of mm -hmm. focusing out. And if you think about anxiety, anxiety is largely going into the brain and then spiraling. What anxiety really needs us to do is to go into the body and soothe. Mm. And so it, it's, a, it's a message to you that your body needs some attention somewhere for some reason, mm. and it, it wants you to respond and take care of it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, thank you for that. 
Um, you, uh, um, you talked, when I heard your interview on ABC News, um, which was very good, by the way. Thank Thanks. you for helping people out with that. But uh, talk, talk a little bit about uh, schedules, um, because, you, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, my schedule's all messed up. And you, you were talking about some uh, information on get a, get a schedule, like get, make a new, your new normal. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that a little bit, especially as it relates to everybody all in the same house? Sure. Um, we've got a lot of time, but there's also a lot to be done. And when you're in a family where there's lots of people and work needs to be done and the house needs to be taken care of and school needs to be done, everyone has different needs to make happen by the end of the day. And we're, we're a lot more used to being able to do things at times either on our own or getting someone's full attention. In a household of four or five, no one's getting full attention. Everyone's getting right, right. all attention. So I think it's really important for families to sit down probably daily, maybe the night before would be best to be prepared and say, okay, what does tomorrow look like? What are you doing? What are the hours you're doing it? If someone's got to be on Zoom calls and it needs to be quiet, mm -hmm. the family as best as possible needs to come around with that. If someone's got schoolwork and there's certain hours they're supposed to log in, then people need to know this person needs the computer. So it's a, it's a struggle right now to give everyone the time that they need in the way that they need. And, and I would suggest having people go off into separate rooms mm. to be able to do what they need to. Mm -hmm. I also think it's important daily right now to say, what am I doing for my mind? What am I doing for my, my spirit? What am I doing for my body? What am I doing for myself emotionally? Hopefully, what am I doing financially? And every day, address that for yourself, or we're not going to be coming through this taking as um, care of ourselves as much as we can. Mm -hmm. And this is a wonderful opportunity right now to create some really healthy habits, mm -hmm. not just a place of relaxation and play and and rest. So it's a beautiful time of both. Everything is always a possibility of both. So this can feel mm. hard and isolating, or this can feel unbelievably intimate and connected. It depends upon which way you choose to respond and how you want to come out of this time. It's I, easy to feel the world or God has done this to us. Instead of this can be a beautiful gift yeah. if we choose to use it that way. And it highlights where we have a hard time. Yeah. And that's good, because then we can attend to that and learn, gosh, I really need more social. Gosh, I really need more exercise. Gosh, I need a little help emotionally right now, whatever mm -hmm. it might be. That's, that's really great stuff. Uh, it says in um, Psalm 141.3, and this was one of the things when I, when I visualized us talking together, that you could give some tips on how to do this. But Psalm 141.3 says this, set a guard... O Lord, over my mouth, <laughs> keep watch over the door of my lips. Mm. Okay? And if you tie that in with James, which talks about, you know, the tongue is like a fire, right? So yes. we're all crammed in together as a family. Tensions can get high. Um, uh, again, with your family, as you know, you're most likely to do the most damage because you feel the safest with them. Like you wouldn't yes. talk to your boss that way, but you'd talk to your spouse. Talk about some, some tools of people... Um, as, a, as a family that loves each other, of course, and then just says, okay, this isn't going well, this conversation. What, what, what do you do from there? How do you set a guard over your lips and keep watch over the door of your mouth? 
Um, I adore my son. Uh, when he was young, he was an instigator. Uh, he probably still is. Um, and what I would do, and it sounds silly, but I literally did it as I'd put my hand over my mouth. And then he, he would look at me and he'd say, oh, you have to cover your mouth, huh? And I'd say, yeah. I did touch my face, though, so I'll have Purell out while you do it. <laughs> but I would literally put my hand over my mouth because I knew, because it was stirring inside of me, anything that was going to come out was going to be hurtful mm -hmm. or ugly. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to, and I was the adult, so I needed to try to model. Um, and then I would wait till he was done, and then I would ask, are you okay with what you said? And I'd sit there quietly, mm -hmm. and then he'd come back and say, well, maybe I shouldn't have, and he'd start mm -hmm. to correct. Okay. It's really important, folks, to know that you're not getting the support that you're used to getting from others. You, you're not with your friends, you're not with your coworkers. So the things you're saying to those most precious to you in your home are having a massive impact, massive. So if, if you're harsh with your kids or you're harsh with your husband or your wife or your dog or your cat, they don't have someone else to go to to say, oh, they didn't mean it or you know, just forgive them and go off and, and, and soften it. So it's really important that you're aware of that, but also this is a beautiful time to really speak into those that you love. Mm -hmm. Anything you need to do to stop yourself, cover your mouth, go on a timeout, as soon as something pops out of your mouth, say, please forgive me, let me take that back, I wish I hadn't said that. Every single day before you go to bed, I would have a check-in to say, where have I loved you well today? Mm. And, and, and have I hurt you in some way? Or have yeah. I done something you need me to change? So every night you go to bed, as a family, you can feel close, you can feel connected, and you can try to resolve anything that might be in a, a lack of understanding or a hurt, because you've got to wake up tomorrow with the same people. Yeah. And yeah. you want to be grateful you're waking up with the same people. Well, and that explains why Lisa always has her hand over her mouth now. <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense. Well, you and Mac are kind of similar at times. <laughs> one, one of the things uh, Lisa and I will do, too, is we'll, um, uh, we'll, we'll communicate uh, even about the communication. Like, hey, you know what? Right now, I'm not in a space to talk mm, about beautiful. that right now. What, beautiful. What, what could, you know, if we at 1 o'clock, or can we, you know, I think, you know, would that be okay? And so you're not just saying, I don't want to talk about it right now, or you're, you're, you're identifying, hey, this isn't good for me right now, but we, we can. You that's know, so, beautiful. So that, that's really great. Here's a question that came in um, that says, you, you talked about uh, anxieties in the brain and you want it to go into your body to soothe. What's an example of how you would do that? How, how do you take anxiety and let it be soothed in your body? Um, anxiety is very tight and very tense and we want to control it. Mm -hmm. If you think about when you're anxious, it's all very, it's in your stomach, it's in your head, it's in your hands. Best thing you can do is big, and I, I can't do it for you, but big arm muscles, big body swings, jumping jacks. You want to open up the whole solar plexus. You want to free all the anxiety that's in your body. You want to breathe. So big, huge movements, which is not something you think of doing when you're anxious, and very, very deep breaths. In and out. You want to relax the diaphragmatic muscles, and you want to get the oxygen going through your body. Plus, moving big, distracts you from thinking the thought. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to do jumping jacks thinking, what's gonna happen with yeah. 
So it well, distracts that's, that's you. That's probably why exercise is so good for anxiety is because you, that's all you're doing is you're basically exercising. You right. Know, and that, that's right. it. So good, yeah. good. Great, great question, whoever uh, asked that one. Uh, I, I want to talk about this a little bit. This is one of my, you, you know that one of my big things is I'm not a big news per, I don't watch the news. I haven't watched the news for uh, over a, a decade. Um, and the reason is not because it's evil or bad. It's just not safe for me. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I internalize everything and I get bent out of shape. And this one verse I just really love uh, is in Romans, Romans 12, 2. It says, and do not be conformed to this world. What mm -hmm. that means, sometimes Christians get this, like it's us against the world. That's not what this means. It's really like to this era, to this, this season, to this stage. Uh, do not be conformed to this era, to this, this time. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And I just wondered if you had any thoughts for, you know, for people who are really struggling with fear about what's happening. Uh, how do you stay informed you know, so you know, well, oh, we're supposed to be socially distancing but not getting consumed by uh, news or bad news or things like that how what are some things that uh people can take with them to say okay um i need to renew my mind now the word of course is for me that's first and foremost so you spend time in the word um uh, but I, I i know that for some of our listeners uh here that my, not all of them are not yet followers of jesus or they're trying to just start with the bible uh, so what are some things that they can do to to protect their minds um, sadly, some people really like soaking in it deeply. So when you're feeling, if, you, if you're feeling like you're getting too pulled in or you're getting too wrapped up, um, I would check yourself and see how much do you need to know. Do we really need to be watching the news or, or scrolling what's happening on social media throughout the whole day? I kind of go back to what you did before for the most part, which is you, maybe you watch the news a little bit once a day, maybe. Mm -hmm. you, you didn't do that before. So though the world is in an incredibly different place and, and a lot is going on in the sense of individual lives each day, in the big piece, when something has changed, it's changed that night and then it's gonna stay. Like, you know, our order mm. has now stayed for a long time. So now it's, how do I use today to make the most out of it? So, so to me, I, I would check why you're looking, what are you looking for? You're not gonna soothe yourself with anything you look for on the news right now. Mm. So if you're looking for the news to know, is there something I need to know? Do I need to wear a mask now if I go out? How many people can I be with? If you're trying to find an answer to a question that's, that you don't have yet, I think that's a great reason to look. If you're trying to, 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 to soothe yourself and feel this isn't so challenging, mm -hmm. I wouldn't because it, it's pretty hard when you look at the numbers and the changings and the projections. And we've got a long way to go. Yeah. So we, we really have to. We, we really have to stay stay on the in the boat, and keep paddling. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, so I, if you're wondering um, uh, why I'm on my computer, I'm either getting information about questions or I'm looking up Bible verses because um, I really uh, want to get to this one part that we were uh, we were talking about um, earlier. 
uh, yesterday. Uh, this question came in, Mrs. Brown. Uh, it's Dr. Brown. Uh, I like uh, being called Mrs. It's so, been a long so. time. <laughs> Bless you, whoever did that. So, so we have an inside joke that I'll just t share with you real quick. Uh, when somebody's on campus, either one of her clients or something, I always say, oh, uh, good morning, Dr. Brown, and because uh, I just always call her Heather, and she says, good morning, Pastor. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think so anyway, uh, this is in. Mrs. Brown, uh, how can we observe what our leaders ask of us without falling into a mindset of fear that permeates those around us? So I guess this question kind of piggybacks onto what I was talking about, the news. We want to be we want to be responsible citizens. Sure. Not, not I've got an interesting response to that. So yeah. thank you for whoever asked it. I feel right now, thank God I'm not a leader in that sense, that mm. I'm not the person who has to make these massive decisions that's going to affect everybody. So I'd pray for them. What a really hard place oh. to be in. So I would just say, let yourself pray for them. N know that they're, they're trying to do the best that they know how with what we know and with what we're, we're learning and growing on and it's changing all the time. Um, and then be really grateful that you've got your humble life at home with your family and your school and your jobs yeah. and you're not at that level. I can't even imagine being in that role right now. Yeah, so pray is, for them. I think they probably need it massively. That is a, that is a huge thing to, uh, because, you know, we tend to, you know, obviously we're so polarized in, mm -hmm. in, in the United States. And so we tend to just pick our side and, um, and, you know, then we just nitpick the other side. And these are real people trying to lead real things. And uh, that's well, a really And the point. virus right now is actually in control. Mm -hmm. which is an interesting thought. The virus is in control in some ways of the world along with God. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is a great question. Okay. I'm going to get back to this question about the doer. That's a really good question. Uh, whoever asked that. Um, but I want to make sure we have enough time for this because you mentioned something yesterday that I just found fascinating. I've been mulling it over all day. Uh, you talked about that during this time, it's very fascinating that secrets mm. might be revealed. Yeah. Talk, talk, unpack that for us. I was, I was taught doing a live with um, Pastor Chris, who's a very dear friend of mine, a week ago, and he was asking me to, to talk into anxiety and depression and, and how to, to know if you're in a tough place. And what I said, well, if you're doing things out of the norm and the way that you would or more. And all of a sudden I was flooded with this realization and it just touched my heart so deeply. Mm we're now not able to have time alone or time in the dark as we do normally in our mm -hmm. life. And so uh, it's for all of us, things about us are being revealed that the people in our life might not know. And that could be an eating disorder or alcoholism or drug use or pornography or a credit card that's not known, that comes through the mail, or God forbid, an infidelity. Um, and so this is a time where those secrets may come out. Um, I'd be m mindful of what you, how you present it to your family if it is coming out, but I would urge you to go to God with this because this is a wonderful time to really get some things right. You can't get to the alcohol, you can't get to the drugs, you can't get to the 
person you shouldn't be in communication mm -hmm. with as easily right now. What if this is a way to use this time to say, okay, God, help me really be cleaner in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And any of you who find yourself in that position, please reach out for support. Be it your pastor, be it me, be it family, reach out to get some help to, to, to help you get through whatever gripped you so that you can come out of this and then look at this time as hallelujah, yes, that's yes. beyond. This is yeah. a beautiful time for families to be unbelievably intimate, mm -hmm. unbelievably close. And I pray to God that that's what happens right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's fantastic. Thank you for bringing that up because I think there are going to be a lot of people who, you know, because their rhythms are out, their routine is out, that they are faced now with, I can't hide this like I used to. I, there's a verse here that says, uh, it's Jesus talking he says, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but that it would come to light. Amen. And, and I just love about Jesus, you know, he's, when he says, I'm the light of the world, he's not just talking about salvation, he's talking about walking in freedom, you know, because we, we, it, it, we're, it gets exposed on us, this is the thing, and, and it can change. I stopped biting my fingernails, I've been biting my fingernails since I was seven years old. That's awesome. Isn't that great? That's awesome. So there, so what do you know? I used it for uh, good instead of Can evil. I add one thing? About my nails? N no, they're lovely. What, is that, what does that show? What does, that, does that reveal some deep... It wasn't actually about your nails, but... Um, addiction is exacerbated without distraction or freedom. When, when, when you're struggling with any kind of addiction, when you have any kind of um, relationship, be it food, alcohol, a person, pornography, gambling, whatever, that grabs you, one of the things that you can do to not fall into it is get outside, go distract yourself, go mm. be with somebody else, go to the gym, do something. So because we're home and sequestered, they're going to be bigger unless mm. you do something like you have decided, which is I'm going to stop this now. Mm -hmm. So I applaud you for that. It's really important to know addictions are going to be going up right now. They need to be going up right now for you to get to the other side. So just like Pastor John has done, I, I urge you to use this time to not fight it, to not fight the fact that it is growing, but to say, this is exactly why this time is here. This is how I'm going to use it mm -hmm. now. I'm going to take care of this and get this awesome. to a different place. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's great. So uh, we have time for a couple more questions uh, before we wrap it up. Um, this one is a great one because, uh, yeah, so... We always talk about, oh man, everybody's got all this time on their hands, and uh, you know, I'm binge watching Netflix or you know all those types of things, and watching Tiger King or whatever the thing is now. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, but but there's another personality, the grinders, mm -hmm. right? Who are used to just foot to the floor. Here's the question: How can a doer use this time well and not just see more and more to do? Like, I haven't stopped working since it hit on Thursday. I haven't taken a day off. And so, this isn't my question, by the way, but I, not, without seeing more to do, I, I just see more and more to do. And beyond that, not feel guilty about relaxing. Well, we're called to have a Sabbath. Mm -hmm. So, all you doers out there, I urge you to take that. It'd be a lovely time 
to relax, to be with your family, to enjoy, to look at the hard work that you have done. Um, this is a great time to get a lot of things that have been unattended to or there hasn't been time for. But this time is not only for work. If we, if we look at this time like, like a, a, a garden, this is a time of, of cleaning through, of filtering through, and of planting. Um, but in that time frame, you've got to let the soil rest a little bit. So to me, it would be wise to look for a balance. Yes, I want to do all of this, but I also don't want to burn myself out because mm. I've got another, I don't know, month, month and a half, two months at home. Right, right. So, and if it's not done by the end, that's not going to be the end of the world. You're still going to have, you know, the tree house three quarters done. Mm -hmm. So check, check with your family. And I would ask, am I spending enough time with you? <laughs> right. Ask your right. spouse. Yeah. Are you happier having me just work all the time? Or would you like me to talk to you mm. once in a while? They might say, please keep working. Or they might say, yeah. no, could we sit in the backyard and have a picnic? Yeah, that's great. Um, you ha I wrote down, uh, yeah, you, you, we, we covered that, just using that time uh, wisely. Um, here's another question. Um, <laughs> uh, how do we deal with family members who are angry and bitter during these times? Um, mm. So, uh, If they're in your house, that's really tough. Yeah. Um, gosh, with incredible love and patience if you can. Uh, and I'd, I, I, would, I would turn it back to yourself and I would say, I don't, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I'm having a hard time right now and so I, I need to take some time away because I don't want to say something that mm. could be hurtful. I, I wouldn't use it as a way to, to directly point out because if they're already in a place of anger, then pointing out something's not going to do any good. Mm. I'd wait till they're calmer and I'd say, can I share something with you that I'm struggling with and then share with them, I I'm having a hard time with the level of anger or the frustration that's going on for us right now. How can we change this? Um, protect yourself. This is a time of self-protection for all of us and there might be a family member who's angry and frustrated and, and taking it out on everybody and as much as you can, go off to your room, um, put on your headphones. I, I would try to in no way be disrespectful or, or blaming but you got to take care of you first because you got to get through this. And there will be a time to then talk about, but probably not in that moment. Yeah, that's really great. I, that, that is such a key thing, I think, for all relationships of mm -hmm. just figuring out, you know, with our, raising our kids, you know, you're, you're upset. You, you know, they, you, you told them not to do that. They did that. And you know inside you're not ready to have that conversation. So you say, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to put this on hold. I'm going to come back. And, we're going, to, we're going to end up talking about it. And, you, and sometimes you end up having really great conversations at, at that time. So Ted did one that was really good, which was we saw a, a sermon, and it was about how we're, we're God's pencil, and we have to write our own story, and you have to know you're the pencil and the details. And he would say to me, I need to sharpen you. Hmm. And I'd go, ooh! <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Okay. And one time he said it, and I said, not today. Yeah, good. And he said, are you serious? And I said, 
completely. Yeah. I, can't, I can't today. Yeah. I can't. Tell me tomorrow. Yeah. So we had the respect, which was beautiful, of when there was something that we thought the other needed to know because they weren't being as best as they could or how we hoped they would be because it was more beautiful, more honoring, more accurate, we would say, hey, I need to sharpen you. Mm -hmm. And that's very different than stop doing that. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. What the hell is wrong with you? Because it comes from a place of love. Right, right. And it comes from a place of can I share something with you because I want you to be your best. I'm not going to put you down for how you're being, which is exactly what God does to us. Mm -hmm. He points yeah, it out with love. He does. No, that's good. Let me see. I think we've got a, uh, another one and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. No, actually, there's motion in the fellowship hall. Okay, that's good to know. Um, Holy Spirit! Yes, Praise exactly. Jesus! Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, so... Um, there was one other thing. Um, oh, yeah. No, I know. That's what it was. Uh, you said something really beautiful. Uh, I don't think it was in the ABC interview, but it might have been with Chris, um, about how if you read that book about the five love languages, mm -hmm. and so, you know, one's physical touch, one is, you know, time together, all, all those kinds of things. That as, as followers of Jesus or, you know, as we're trying to lead our family and do things, that we, Jesus had all five. Yes. Right, right. That you made that point, which I thought yes. was really beautiful. Thank you. And um, and and so we might be called on to speak in a love language that we're not usually comfortable with. That we um, so uh, talk about that a little bit. Um, like you might have to physical touch if you, that's not your thing. If you're not touchy feely, you might have to be. If you're not uh, time spent, if you like to be alone, you might have to. Be with everybody longer. You want sure. To unpack that? Well, I, I would call you guys to it. We all want to love better, don't we? Sure. We all want to be loved better. Absolutely. So often people will say, well, that's just not the way I do it, or I don't love that way. You just have to take me as I am. And, and that could be your choice, or your choice could be I'm going to learn how to love everybody in my life as best as I can. So if you need physical touch, and that's really the way you feel love for me, I'm still going to love you with gifts or whatever my normal one is, but I'm going to try to really learn how to love you as you feel mm -hmm. most loved. We get caught in, well, that's just not me. I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I think that's such an odd decision. Why be just you. Yeah. Why not be so much better? So any place where someone's calling you to something that could give love, why would you not want to change? Yeah. Now, I own that I might be really bad. Oh, wow, I've never done that. Who knows how it's going to go? But at least then I'm showing the person that I care for that I want to love them for them. I, Sienna, at one point, because we do the sharpening and show me how to love you better. She said at one point that I was a martyr. And I went, oh dear God, I am. Mm. I have been my whole life. My mother was a martyr. This is gonna be unbelievably hard for me to change. Please be patient. Yeah. It took me eight months to get through a month not being a martyr. Wow. And every month I cried, and I'm a therapist. Every month I cried to her, I'm so sorry, I am so sorry. Blessed my daughter, she would just say, but you're getting better. Good. 
Yeah. And at the end of the eight months, it was done. I grew tremendously because I honored the way she needed to be loved. And it made me a better person. So use it for that. Love your family, love your friends as they desire so they love you more and you love them more. Yeah, one of the things that I do in uh, counseling uh, in, in my particular area of it is um, letting the person win. Like, yeah. like you know, I, I talk to couples or whatever and, and, and they'll say things like, this goes down to expectations. Well, they should know that that's what I want. Like, that's, that's terrible. Like, yeah. They can't possibly know, and even if they do. But so to say, look, here's, here's four things you can do for me that make me feel valued. Um, and then let them win at it. Right. You know, uh, Lisa does this really, really well, where she'll, um, she just lets me off the hook. Again, I, I want to keep changing and getting better, but she'll, you know, no, I'm not, ex my expectations aren't that you're going to all of a sudden be a different person. And so it just helps. And we can do this with our kids. We can do it with uh, all, all of our different relationships. Mm -hmm. All right, we got uh, one, one more question. And, um, uh, and then we'll wrap it up, and uh, uh, Wilson can come back up and lead us in a, in a final song. Um, but, uh, yeah. Here. Pick a doozy. Okay, you want a doozy? Yeah. How do we deal with death, the loss of loved ones, jobs, etc.? You've got 30 seconds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How long can we go? Um, you wanted a doozy? You got a doozy. I'm assuming that means tied to yeah, COVID. Just, just now, there's just a lot of... Just what, there are some people, at least I know, even at Living Spring, that they're going through like real grief and real loss. Yeah. Um, and so, so you, and, they, and, it, and it stockpiles. So they lose a loved one and they lose their job. They, you know, so. And you're in the house all yeah. together with yeah. no one being able to love on you yeah. from the outside in, in your house. Um, reach out, please reach out. Yeah. It's tremendously hard to go through a job loss or a loss of a loved one at any time. It's incredibly hard when it's all mushed together and that's your total reality. So I would be Zoom meeting mm -hmm. with people. I would be, I'm gonna go see my mother-in-law who I can't be in proximity to after this and I'm gonna stay in my car and call her and she's gonna stand at the front door just so oh, I can see good. her uh -huh. from the driveway. Do, you know, do things to let people know We've got to get through this together, guys. And it's, it's, it's obvious that each person is important in what we do and how we respect the others by just the way this grows. So when one of us is struggling, we got to come through, but people aren't going to know. So please text somebody, call somebody, let people love mm. on you. To get through death, you need to be loved. To lose a job right now, you need to be asking, does anybody have any suggestions about yeah. where to go or can you bring me a meal? So please reach out. Um, once again, reach out to pastor, re reach out to, to me, reach out to family so that we can help you guys get through this. If you don't, I'm gonna be firm with you for a second. If you don't, you're not letting us love you and we're here to love you. 
So please let us if you need support. Yeah, so uh, along those lines, uh, so if you need, if you want to talk to a pastor, you can email pastors at livingspring.com and uh, our pastors here will we, we'll all get that one. Uh, if you need prayer, you can email prayer at livingspring.com. Um, and um, if you need to talk to someone, I didn't write down the number, but I think it's this one. Uh, you can go look at my le- previous videos. But if you want to talk to a pastor, you can call 714-584-4144. 714-584-4144. And a pastor will either pick up or uh, get, get to you there. And then can you share your email if someone... Uh, wants uh, a Zoom counseling appointment or whatever. Uh, sure, yeah. sure. It's dr.heather at thehealingheart.net. So dr.h-e-a-t-h-e-r at t-h-e-h-e-a-l-i-n-g-h-e-a-r-t dot net. Good, thehealingheart.net. Dr. Dr. Heather. Okay, good. Good, well, uh, as a worship guy returns <laughs> um, I'll, uh, I'll uh, pray for us and um, and then uh, if uh, Living Spring hangs on after this song I got a couple quick announcements but Dr. Heather thank you so much for being here thank it you was for just a me. real joy and um, I, and we'll we'll see what happens in the coming weeks but we might do it again as I get some more um, people asking questions and things like that. We might have to do it with a mask next time. Holy <laughs> I know. We have been very good about social distancing. We've been, we've been really good. So we've wiped everything down and, and we're doing good. Let me, let me pray Bless for... Bless you, Living Spring. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we're so thankful for Dr. Heather and uh, her keen mind and just all the experience she has. We pray, Lord, that you would... Um, um, Continue to bless her, bless her uh, business, and um, we just thank you for uh, all that you do. We pray, Lord, that um, people would remember these tools that we can take into our homes and uh, that people would do exactly what Dr. Brown said, grow during this time, that grow. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, if, uh, every week we've been doing it as we've been sequestered. If you feel comfortable in your uh, living room, go ahead and stand for the blessing. Now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I pray that you would go in his strength and his peace and in his joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week. Just real quick, a couple quick announcements. So we're going to do a good Friday, this Friday coming up. So go, when you go to the store, you're going to have to administer communion to your family. So it has the uh, opportunity to be a really sweet time with you and your family. They'll probably never forget that communion. And so uh, I'll lead us online, and um, you can uh, have it all set up with your, with your family, some grape juice and some uh, bread, f- figure that out. And then Easter, um, the parking lot will be open, and you can come, and we'll have people showing you where to park and uh, we'll make sure that uh, we don't know who's going to show up but we'll we'll be broadcasting it live as well so uh, love you guys be safe and we'll see you next week